Were you a little excited, Chris? <laughs> yeah, you uh, you could say that. <laughs> well, I mean, it has been two weeks, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of buildup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we should go ahead and address that and get that out of the way. Yeah, we missed a week, uh, and it may happen in the future again. I mean, well, it's going to happen in the future again. There's only two of us, so if one of us gets knocked off for any reason, if Chris has something come up or I have something come up, I mean, it's pretty much a done deal for that week. But uh, the show will go on, usually the next week, unless something really bad's come <laughs> up or, you know, or life happens. I mean, there's nothing saying that whatever, that something will happen one week and it'll happen another week. Mm-hmm. But we try to make efforts to record regardless, but it's just the way life is. It happens. We uh we don't make we don't make money off this podcast so we don't we we have regular lives and regular jobs and everything so yeah. sorry we missed a week but we're back this week um I imagine it particularly sucked for us because we both had pre E three stuff that we were going to discuss mm-hmm. or wanted to discuss but eh say lobby let's hope this doesn't happen when the game awards comes around let's, let's keep my fingers crossed for that. Uh, oh man, this is going to be a big one, so let's just fucking get right on oh, to yeah. it. Hello everyone, and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. And I'm Chris. Uh, aside, aside from E3, the obvious topic okay. of today, is there any other news-related items you want to discuss yes. before we um, roll in the weeks? Okay. The two big things, these are pre-E3 things, so some, some of it's going to be related, some of it's not. Um, but there was the Stadia, uh, Stadia Direct, they actually called it, a Pokemon Direct, uh, which kind of ties into E3 stuff. Um, there was a Bungie stream, which also had, you know, follow-up at E3, so all kinds of blurs together at this point. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let me take a quick look. Uh, the, kind of during the E3 timeframe, I saw an article earlier about Amazon laying off some of their game devs. Apparently, they're doing a restructure. Um, I yep. didn't really know they even had a... I, I figured they had something gaming-related, but I didn't know they were actively working on anything. Uh, right. The last thing I heard from them was, like, the Lumberyard thing, which I've tried, and it is it is what it is. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, it seems not a big deal. Aside from them, I mean, it's never good when people, you know, lose their jobs, but I'm saying it's not a big right. deal in the sense that they're giving them like six weeks to find another position within Amazon and then they're going to give them a severance if they don't. So, okay, that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a lot better than a lot of people get, you know? Um, so it doesn't seem anything negative about it other than, you know, people losing their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't read it, honestly. Uh... I, I was in the same boat as you. I didn't know. Well, we we probably talked about at some point about Amazon having a development gaming development studio, but I don't. I didn't follow it. I didn't have any inclination to follow it. So, um, I mean, from a general perspective, yeah, it would suck for you to want to get into gaming development, and then this is like your one avenue that you could get in, and then you're there for X amount of months, and then you're you're done. But at least they're giving them time to find something else. At least they're still giving them a severance package, yada, yada, yada. That's that, that's good to know. Um, I wish the best for them. Mm-hmm. 
as far as the other pieces, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you want to save all those and just lump everything into like an E3 discussion because I still counted Stadia in my mentality as a E3 kind of thing. Even though it wasn't the E3 proper, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big announcement thing ahead of time. I mean, it, that's not saying much for me anyway because I, I watched it and there was nothing of interest to me. Okay. Uh, um, I, I would like to start with Stadia before the E3 proper stuff um, because of how yeah, things yeah. later will tie into it. Uh, okay. This was the Stadia Direct was interesting. We finally got prices. We got information. Uh, they announced Baldur's Gate 3, previously unannounced mm-hmm. during that. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I haven't played the others, but I know they're beloved, you know, games. Uh, so that was cool to see. And I'll probably end up going back and playing those to prepare for three. Uh, but the big information, the first big piece of information we got was bandwidth requirements. That's, you know, the key when you're talking streaming anything, you know, uh, yeah. Netflix, you know, and your other streaming things, it's plays a part in, you know, can I get HD or not? But we're talking gaming stuff, you know, this back and forth and uh, all of that. Um, 4K only requiring 35 megabits per second. Um, that's pretty good, I'd say. Uh, yeah, that was the one note that I did take is the the limitations or the, the prerequisites for this. Right. And... Sadly, I'll I will be getting I would be getting uh, the 720 because I think my internet anywhere from 10 to 12. I have a very low speed. Oh. I just have I I have no limit to my bandwidth now. Oh, so. nice! Finally got rid of that. Cap. Oh, I have no download limit. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was it was a decision my wife and I made together. It was uh, I, I think I discussed on this podcast before about we used to have cable one. Mm-hmm. And we were paying twice what we're paying now for half of the download limit. It's crazy. Just we just swapped to AT and T and we cut our price in half and it doubled our limit. And they actually have an option where if you pay X amount of dollars extra a month, you have an unlimited cap period. Okay. So we're paying we're still paying less than what we were paying for cable one and yes our download speed is only 10 to 12 but we don't really care right (laughs) and we have no limit like terabytes abound Mm -hmm. if i wanted to so that's always nice um um but yeah that's nice to know i like how they put that hard stuff out there that's good knowledge to know um because it's good for consumers. This is what they're selling, right? You know, state is supposed to be. We're doing. We're 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 going to stream the highest content or the highest quality content to you. What's well, okay? Well, <laughs> well, what is my internet requirement? Well, now, yeah. well, now we know. So good. So for the audience, the limits are not limits. The requirements for these speeds is 4K at 35 megabits per second, uh, 1080. Mm-hmm at uh 20 megabits per second and then 720p at mm-hmm. 10 megabits per second uh yeah not bad uh yeah the 
I find it be very, very reasonable. Um, the other big thing was, all right, how do games work? And what's the price point of this? And, you know, those are kind of tied in mm. in people's mind, you know, okay, what kind of subscription type thing is it going to be? Um, which makes it very odd that you have to buy games on Stadia. It's not a subscription that gives you access to X library, which is very strange yeah. and makes it not as useful, you know, because why would I buy it on Stadia mm -hmm. when I'm just going to go buy it on Steam? I don't right. really, I, I don't, it's very hard to justify Stadia to me at this point with that kind of model. Yeah. Um, the talking about the additions or the, uh, packages so to speak that you can pay for stadia uh, they actually have a base edition which is free you just buy your games okay yeah. that's that's pretty cool really you know um then there's stadia pro which is 9.99 a month and why did i not write down what that came with uh and just so the audience knows you're gonna hear a lot more noise today we got a lot to talk about, a lot of things we're going to be referencing, <laughs> videos watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do not envy Michael editing this one. <laughs> oh, it's fine. <clears throat> um, but while I'm looking up Pro, what really I found interesting was the Founders Edition, uh, which is mm -hmm. uh, a, a big package. It's $169. But it comes with their Chromecast Ultra. I have a Chromecast. I used it a little bit. Not that great. Um, but it was a very, it was like the very first version of it. So I'm sure they've improved. The Ultra makes it sounds like they've improved even further. And this is an advanced model. It's supposed to be, I guess, to support Stadia, you know? Um, yeah. Basically, the Chromecast Ultra lets you stream data from a PC to your TV screen. Without having to plug in a cable from, you know, PC to TV. Um, right. But it's done via browser. It doesn't do like your screen. It does a Chrome browser. Uh, so this is important kind of because it ties into the whole Stadia thing where it'll essentially work anywhere you can open a Chrome browser. That's kind of the uh, architecture, backbone, whatever you want to call it, that they're going with for at least part of it um so chromecast ultra to let you stream to basically uh usb tv uh i'm assuming it's usb that's what the current one is and a lot of tvs come with usb now anyway so should be okay uh comes with one of their controllers uh just i think uh, when it comes to controllers, you can use any controller you want. Modern controller, I should say. You know, Xbox One, yeah. PS4. Um, but their controller has a direct connection or a more direct connection or something. So mm -hmm. you'll have less input lag than these other controllers. Um, though I don't know what the input lag looks like, what the metrics compared would be yet. Uh, but right, that's kind of right. the basis around why you'd want to use their controller. You know, not because it's a superior controller in any, you know, shape way, but a technical way communicating to the server, which with the streaming service is very important. Um, but you get one of those. Um, 
you get three months of pro, which I'm still pulling up what pro gives you. Uh, so that's a $30 part of that. Uh, Destiny 2 experience. So I knew I knew this was going to be up your alley. Yeah. And or I've got a, at least oh, something you were going to talk about. <laughs> I've got a whole lot more to say about Bungie and their stuff when we get to that point. But so the Destiny mm-hmm. 2 experience to quantify that, that is all the Destiny content. I believe up until September's DLC or expansion that's coming out. Mm-hmm. So you get everything. Everything wow. for Destiny 2 up to this point for quote unquote free with the Founders Edition. That's awesome. And that is a it's a testament to how hard Stadia is working that they're including a game like Destiny, which is online multiplayer. You know, even when you're single player, you are online. So mm-hmm. and Bungie's okay with this. They've actually dedicated personnel to building, excuse me, to building in to the Destiny architecture for this to work even better. They're actually dedicating resources to making this work on Stadia. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, if they have that much faith in it, then I guess it can't be that bad, right? Mm, um, we hope so. Because Bungie has standards, let's be real, you know, especially when they're not being driven by Activision or someone like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, The other part of the Founders Edition is it comes with a three-month buddy pass. So you can give three someone else three months of Stadia Pro for no cost to that person. Um, The thing there, though, is you don't get any of their hardware. So I'm not sure how much of a impact I would make, but you'll be able to tell me once I give you my buddy pass, all right? Right. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Because I'll tell you now, I'm going to go ahead and buy that when it's available. Um, And I'll give you my buddy pass and we can get some eyes on, hands on, you know, report to the people how it really is. Uh Yeah. Wait a minute. This article I just put up says it's 129 for the Founders Edition. That doesn't seem right. I'm going to further clarify. Oh, and the controller that comes with it is a limited edition one. Not that anyone cares, but <laughs> it's blue instead of whatever other options they have. It's there for somebody. Uh, but yeah, Google Store, Stadia Founders Edition, 129. Okay, so that's 40 less than they announced. Wow. So, okay. Uh, but it doesn't mention the Chromecast Ultra. I wonder if they had different versions of this. Um, I'll, I'll do some research uh, and we'll <laughs> we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, and then they announced it's launching later this year. So 2019 Stadia. Um, mm-hmm. Which makes sense that they've announced so much and all this work that they've revealed uh, as far as games being compatible with it uh, makes sense that they would be this far into being prepared. Because I don't think they would uh, go this far with it if they weren't ready to release. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it for 
Stadia at the moment. I still don't know what Pro does. I guess it it gives you it get, does give you some games and gives yeah. you discounts on other titles. So I don't know. I don't. They haven't, as far as I'm aware, they haven't released any information on what their game library is. Um, but who knows? <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, that's way more. That's way more than I brought to the table for Stadia. And if I'm looking over my sheet for my notes from E3, that you're probably going to be bringing away more of this 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 episode than I possibly am mm-hmm. because it kicked off with Stadia for me. I I didn't get a. I I believe I watched the Easy Allies reaction to the Pokemon event. I apparently completely missed a Bungie event, so I didn't even see that. Oh yeah, but. As I was watching the Stadia thing, uh, of course, like anybody else, I wanted more information. I wanted to know, okay, so now tell me more about what this is. Like, are you, what's the, what's the, what's the deal? What's the point? Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched the whole thing and I didn't, I got more, I got a, it's a streaming service is the best I can take it as. Yeah. And yes, it is Google's streaming service. So as they proclaim, um, emphatically is and i believe it they have this solid infrastructure of mm-hmm. a grand network with like look you're not gonna have to worry about connectivity Absolutely. you're gonna get the best quality from us i mean we we are the go-to for this stuff so there's there's no worry about that we're gonna put that the best to you and i said okay awesome great where the fuck are the games? Mm-hmm. What games are you bringing? Okay, well, we're, we're bringing all this stuff that you already know about and all this stuff that's already out. Okay, so you don't have exclusives. You're just a streaming service, pretty right. much. So I don't... I have zero interest, Chris, in, in a streaming service. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't... I haven't found a need or a desire for it. I haven't... I, I never have, and I, I'm not in a situation where I need one, much less want one. So I just found myself not interested in Stadia at all after I after I. I mean, this is for somebody. This there there's a large group of people that this is directly for, um, mm-hmm. for their own reasons. But I can go pick up a game. I can download a game, and I can have it ready and play it whenever I want. I don't need a service to do that. So yeah, I'm I'm curious when it's all said and done, how much the other features will matter and you know its appeal. You know, the ability to bring over someone else's save, essentially their instance, and pick up where they are, and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. If how will that look in reality, and will it be enough of an appeal to bring people to it? You know. Yeah, I mean, it sounds nifty, I guess, but it's more like a passing, a passing. Okay, that sounds cool idea. Yeah, I mean, okay, I could take somebody else's save and pick up right where they are, or find a spot in a game and play from where they played. That's I don't really want to do that. I don't. I don't. Again, this is if you're. If you're very much into Let's Plays or Twitch streamers, mm-hmm. that sort, yeah, I can get it. Yeah. I, can, I can get the the novelty of, you know what, they were stuck at this boss for a while. Let me see what I can do. Or, you know, man, they really, really enjoyed this part of the game. Let me start from right there without the legwork. It just, 
I don't know, man. Yeah. And <clears throat> I've kind of got this feeling through most of these announcements this entire week is that I don't know if I'm just being a fucking fuddy duddy or what, but like Stadia, that <laughs> it does nothing. It's 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 not for me. It's nothing for me. No. They sold it to me. They showed me a conference about it. I said not interested and moved on. And I, I think that's totally fair. I most of my interest is purely from a technical aspect. I really want to mm. see how this thing works. I want to see how well it works, and I want to see what they do with it. You know, will yeah. I use it? Probably not. But I'm just so mm-hmm. curious about it, you know? Um, yeah. Because if you think about, I mean, anyone with an IT background or, you know, a passing IT knowledge, thinking about networking and, uh, you know, transmit times and yeah, all this, this is other- a large undertaking. Oh, and, you know, you're talking about the architecture. <clears throat> Excuse me again. The only ones that could really compete with Google would be Amazon. Yeah. You know, and with Microsoft Microsoft as a, you know, far third, I think. Um, I don't have any data to back that up, but just based on my experience, that's how I kind of believe they're ranked. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so really curious. Uh, and I did say that it launches later this year. The free version mm-hmm. doesn't come out until next year. Um, uh, I'm okay. assuming they're going to want to test with, you know, the, the founder, so to speak, make sure the architecture is up to snuff before they bring on the world. <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. It's going to have to, it's going to get out there and it's, I mean, the gaming community is going to, is going to do whatever with it. They're either going to gobble it up and they're going to, they're either just, just going to, they're going to either dump it or they're just going to use it, or this is going to be the phenomenon. And mm. it would be the phenomenon for the next generation or two of, of, say, consoles and PC gaming to try to start heavily competing with this for me to start going, okay, well, I got to do it now because I don't have a choice. But, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think based, and we'll get into this more as we go through, I think we're still seeing a pretty good divide between the two, though. I don't think at yeah. this point... You know, that is a, there's a real need to worry, but perhaps, you know, not, you know, PS5 next gen, but the gen after that, maybe. Yeah. It all depends on how this takes off. Yep. If it, if it, is it, is it going to make a drop in the water or is it just going to be a thing or is it going to be what everybody jumps onto? Yep. And only time's going to tell. <clears throat> All right, I think that's enough Stadia for now until we get to its relevance mm-hmm. later on. Uh, what do you want to go to next? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we can go around the line. Uh, you said Pokemon was next, I believe. Okay, yeah, so that same day, actually, there was a Pokemon Direct, um, which <laughs> I like how they do their, their Nintendo does their Directs, and then they'll have specific Directs for certain games. Uh, like they had the Mario mm-hmm. Maker 2 one before I talked about and stuff, so... I really like Nintendo's yep. way of doing things. Oh, yeah. Um, so this Direct, we had already seen the bulk of the that, the information, you know, the big reveals. So they showed a couple more Pokemon. No big deal. You know, there's going to be a ton. So seeing a couple of them, not a big deal. Um, it looked... So the gameplay they were showing while they were talking, it looked to be more open than typical Pokemon games are. And given the last couple generations, I don't know when it actually started, but they had been expanding, you know, the 
areas a bit to where they seemed more fluid and you didn't have, you know, one screen at a time like the old school, essentially. Uh, or, you, you know, you just go straight up and that and or straight down and that's your, you know, section of the map you're on and then you'll zone into another one, your routes and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this looks like how open world is this going to be? You know, that's a big question for me. Are these going to be like legitimate, like open world environments type thing? Because that mm-hmm. sounds really awesome. Um, and first time on a console, this would be the time to do it. Uh, they showed Dynamax, which is the next sort of mega evolution thing. Um, I'm, I, I have kind of mixed feelings on that because I'm just tired of them adding new evolution type things that aren't actual evolutions, you know, because, okay, we mm-hmm. have, you know, three tier evolutions, but wait, there's more. If you have this, you can mega evolve. If you have this, you get Z moves. If you have this, you can Dynamax it. You have all these different types yeah. of mega evolutions, and they typically don't stack. Um, mega evolutions and Z moves did because Z moves were literally just an extra move you could essentially do. Um, but I don't think we'll see mega evolution and Dynamax at the same time in this game, if they're even both in there. It may just be Dynamax. Um, the cool part to Dynamax, though, is there is actually multiplayer online and local multiplayer where you can do four people fighting against a Dynamax Pokemon. Okay. That sounds pretty cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of taking some Pokemon Go aspects and making it better because Pokemon Go has raid battles. You battle with, you know, all the strangers around you for this raid Pokemon and stuff. So it's cool to see them transfer this raid concept into Pokemon to kind of give more of an incentive, a basically a PVE incentive to a Pokemon game instead of just battling and or right. trading. Um, right. That's cool. I'm all about that. Um, they gave some information on the rival uh, who's the brother of the champion, I believe something like that. Okay. Professor Magnolia is the professor. Um, you know, the Professor Oak equivalent for those of us mm-hmm. old school people mm-hmm. that know the, <laughs> or if you watch the cartoon, um, they showed the uh, one set of legendaries, which I believe, so the last few games have had basically a legendary per version, you know, uh, uh, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby or whatever they were, they each had a unique uh, legendary for each version of the game. We saw what are essentially those, at least one set of them. I'm, they're probably going to have more than one set. For Sword and Shield, they're essentially wolves with, uh, one of them has a sword in its mouth, <laughs> and one of them has basically like a shield for a main. Uh, so, Sword mm-hmm. and Shield makes sense. Uh, okay. Uh, I believe we already knew the release date but it is November 15th. Uh, So if that wasn't firm, it is now. Um, An interesting thing they announced at the end was that there would be a dual pack, so you could buy both versions, uh, which Mm -hmm. totally makes sense. I do that, you know, uh, or I'll buy, you know, both versions and give one to each kid. (laughs) So we have it covered, and I'll get whatever I feel like. Um, This is, it was cool in theory. Okay, I can just buy one pack get both games 
But then I looked at it on Amazon actually earlier because it didn't show up that same day of the uh, the Pokemon Direct. But I looked it up earlier. It's the same price as buying the games individually. Wow. So I'm like, okay, there's literally no reason to buy this dual pack then other than to have one right. box. But the one box is twice as tall as a regular box. So it's not going to fit. So why would I... At this point, I'm not saving money. It takes up an awkward amount of space. What is the purpose of this dual pack? You know, why would I buy that? And it's physical only, of course. So, mm-hmm. okay, Nintendo's going to do what Nintendo wants to do. <laughs> yep. And things don't always make sense. Um, I'm trying to think. They they showed some more Pokemon stuff during E3 itself, but nothing really. Interesting, they just showed a few more Pokemon, I think. Uh, I'm oh, they talked about some of the gems, but we'd already seen from the original uh Pokemon Direct that announced Sword and Shield one of the gems or kind of how the gems worked. They seem pretty standard. Uh, the only real difference is the impact of Dynamax in your fighting and how that will exactly work, but I mean. The gems are kind of a core functionality. I think the the biggest takeaway from the talking about gems is we have gems back, whereas the last game did not. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, overall, not a ton of really useful information. Uh, I think the reveal was all they needed. <laughs> the rest yeah. of this is just you know gradually giving bits and pieces to keep people excited and aware that's going to come out. I'm going to buy it, mm-hmm. so I probably won't be paying too much attention to any other Pokemon announcements unless they announce something major. Right. Yeah. Hey, the next Pokemon's coming. Good. Yep. Be ready. All right. I think that's it for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Do we, uh, do we want to jump into Bungie? Sure. Okay. This is this is the Chris show now because I I don't know how uh, I thought I did a pretty good job of making a list of everything at least on my side I didn't make like a we don't we don't typically do like well Chris you do maybe yeah. did you put that on there I might have I might have just uh, missed I it. put it in our news channel yeah yeah um, okay and well either way I didn't I didn't see it and I see you're not looking at it but I have all the E3 stuff listed out on the spreadsheet too um, yeah yeah okay Bungie. Bungie, Bungie, Bungie. I'm, I kind of alluded to it earlier, and I've talked about it before. They separated from Activision. Mm-hmm. One of the best moves they could have ever done. Because, and I've talked about this before, they had certain, basically, uh, limitations. They had forced decisions, you know, upon them. And they didn't really have the freedom to do what they wanted. Um, there, to go back to, there was a report where, uh, it was actually a tweet or something. I don't have it in front of me, but essentially someone at Activision made a comment about how, uh, Destiny 2 didn't, I think the second expansion or whatever, at at this point in time it was, didn't sell very well. Or something like that. And uh, Bungie basically responded saying, we did what the fans wanted. We're proud of what we did. 
you know, and that kind of showcases Such an awesome thing to hear. Yeah, it showcases the difference between Bungie and a big, you know, corporation, if you will. Uh, uh, the difference between them and their mentalities. And now we are seeing this in action with Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, uh, which is the expansion coming September 17th. Uh, September's going to be a big month for games, and we'll talk about that throughout the uh, E3 stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, September coming. Now, there are a couple of big things during this. They, uh, This is the very first time they have acknowledged and used the term MMO to describe Destiny. Hmm, Since Destiny really? 1, they have refused, refused, flat out would not use the term and did not want to refuse to call it MMO. And for the very first time, and they actually so, acknowledged this when they were acknowledging as MMO. They're like, yeah, for the very first time, we are saying it is an MMO action game, uh, whatever they full thing. But MMO is the big piece of it, you know. So why do you think that is? Why do you think they never wanted to use that term or that phrase? MMO has certain connotations to it. Uh, one of them mm-hmm. is that it's a basically subscription based service type thing, you know. MMORPG is what people think when you hear MMO, but really there are a lot of MMOs that aren't MMORPGs. So they Mm -hmm. didn't want to get lumped into that stigma of, all right, it's MMORPG, it's going to be subscription-based, it's going to have this and that, uh, paid DLC, which they have anyway, but I don't know what all... I mean, basically anything MMORPG-related, I think is kind of where it was going and all the negatives associated with it, if you will. Uh, which I don't really right. think that's a big deal, but I can sort of understand it. They they didn't want to be kind of pigeonholed into a architecture or structure that they didn't want to be, you know? Um, I can respect that. Yeah, but it was it was very interesting that they did that, and they said, along with acknowledging this, we're going to be changing things to make it more of an MMO. We're going to... There was a line, and I can't remember specifically because I'm paraphrasing. They basically said, if we're going to call it an MMO, then let's go all out on the story aspect of it. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> you weren't before. All right. Um, <laughs> with the uh, last big, not the last big expansion, but uh, year two, with, that was just a monumental story kind of change and all that. Um but yeah, so they're they're going to be bringing a lot of changes with this uh, with Shadowkeep. Um, so Shadowkeep takes place on the moon, which we've already been to, but it has changed, and uh, they said it's twice as big as the moon we saw before in uh, Destiny One. Um, hmm. So hey, awesome, uh, and it, and it's not just going to be like a reskin. Um, which a lot of people hate on Bungie because they use a lot of reskinned assets. Like the Taken are basically just a black and white version of the others. Um, and they wow. have some other modes and stuff. <laughs> but but they're, but it makes sense lore-wise because they were literally possessed, those people. So 
you're not going to mm-hmm. create entirely new models to represent a possessed version of, you know, a thing. And they have other, you know, new models as well. But people people tend to jump on that anytime there's an expansion. Um, I don't really care. Uh, I'm there for, you know, story and gameplay. What the anime looks like, aside from, like, bosses and, you know, whatever cool things whatever things cool there are about the bosses, you know, how they look, what they do. I don't really care about the individual enemies so much. So if it makes sense lore wise, sure. Um, uh, Let me see. Uh, They're making, uh, like I was saying, they're bringing a whole new chain, but uh, God, there's so much to talk about. I'm getting, my brain can't think straight at the moment. So (laughs) with, all the changes they're making in September, uh, there were a couple alluded to or flat out stated. Uh, they're changing the way armor works again, um, which is fine. You know, they're constantly evolving it, making it better, um, sometimes making it worse, and then going back and changing it again to make it better. Uh, it's just kind of how a live game like this works that's evolving over time. Um, right. So I'm all about them, you know, working on it. There's something about artifacts. Don't know what those are. Don't know what they will be. Just another item slot. I don't know. Uh, cool. I'll wait to hear more. <laughs> or see when I get the mm-hmm. game. Uh, there are finishing moves. I don't know when Mortal Kombat got into my destiny, but okay. Um, okay. Yeah, exactly. I, sure. Um, they showed a couple of them. Uh, like... Uh, the uh, hunter with spinning around with daggers and kind of doing this uh, spinning slash attack to finish off an enemy. I don't know where it has place in the you know structure with supers and abilities. And it that one in particular kind of looked uh, reused from one of the supers. So that one, I was like, eh. But then they showed another one for each of the other classes and they looked a little bit more unique. Um, as unique as they're going to get, because they kind of have a certain set of moves, you know, uh, warlocks with their uh, force pushes, nova bombs, etc. Titans with their shields and hammers and stuff like that. So they kind of have their own themes. So it's not what they showed us kind of fell in line with that. Um, I'm really curious to see what they didn't show us, you know, Uh, because they have a whole set of things they're doing with this expansion and that's all the you know slightly interesting stuff (laughs) the okay so they are completely changing the way you buy the game so before they had you know the game they had the season pass you could buy individual expansions uh and there were different versions of expansions you know all this you go to destiny on like the xbox one store you have like six things to choose from it's a mess Mm -hmm. (laughs) and when trying when trying to like install the next dlc i was like i i see it but i don't have it but if i go there it says i own it but it's not in my library it was very confusing so going away from that model i can appreciate it it it's interesting, though. I'm curious to see how it will be interface-wise. Interface interface 
to purchase what you can purchase because they said it's going to be a la carte so you can pick and choose what you want to buy. So I'm wondering if that's going to be like in-game type purchases or something mm-hmm. like that instead of having different uh, you know, versions on the store. You're like, yeah, I want season 10. Okay. Buy season 10. You can play that season and whatever other content you have unlocked, but buy, paying for season 10 will unlock season 10 events and gear, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the bigger piece of that was, you know, buying whatever expansion you want uh, and not having to have the other one. Uh, so they said Shadowkeep is standalone from the rest of the campaign. So you can buy Shadowkeep and play it, and you don't need to have any of the other stuff. It doesn't tie in at all, essentially, I think. Hmm. But, but, as I cough again, um, the, uh, the other big thing with this is they are releasing, I believe this takes place when they release Shadowkeep, all these changes are going to happen at once. Uh, they are releasing mm-hmm. what they're calling Destiny 2 New Light. So this is the base game, and I believe all year one content for free. Wow. So anyone can go and play Destiny. Uh, whatever the content this unlocks with anyone else, and try the game out, play a lot of the content, mm-hmm. and really only have to pay for uh, whatever expansions they want up to this point or something like that. That's awesome. That's very generous. Um, as part of that, they're also moving off the Blizzard launcher because, of course, they're no longer associated with Activision, which is Blizzard Activision. I, I, I just call it Activision because I hate saying both names at once. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pick a name. Uh, but they're moving off that to Steam. Uh, oh, and, some good moves. Yeah. And here's the biggest piece of information they dropped as if all I say biggest. This might this is this is a contender for biggest because I have to say this was the the bomb. Yeah, the bomb. And the whole reason I tuned into this was because it was rumored they are introducing cross save. So you can have one character play across any platform Destiny is available on. Oh, okay. Before I was waiting for that. I needed I needed that explanation. Before it was, and this is actually a dilemma. I had literally two days before this bungee stream. I was playing mm-hmm. Destiny 2 because I wanted to uh they just released new content. And I was watching the raid mm-hmm. and all that, the whole raid, you know, part of the raid race anyway and stuff um so i was logging in to get you know the quest to level up one on i was like man this would probably be a good time to switch over to pc but i don't want to do that because then i'll lose all my basically the compendium all my accomplishments you know because they're like year one achievements year two achievements uh in the compendium codex whatever it's called in the game um i have too many things in my head right now to be 100 percent correct so uh, <laughs> But I'm like, I don't want to lose all that just to switch over to PC. And I don't really, I tried PC. I wasn't a huge fan, but with kind of the way the player base goes and I'm trying to play more on PC, even if I play on PC with a controller, you know, just kind of making the switch, I was like, man, I I don't know. And then the next day I saw a rumor posted 
Bungie may be announcing cross-save, and sure enough, during the thing they did, so now, I don't have to worry about it. Once this is released, I can go, okay, yeah, I'm going to go play on PC and try it out more. And I can load up my character, yeah. have all my stuff, play on PC, and that's it. <laughs> nice. And the other big part of that is this even includes Sony, which Sony, during the Destiny and Destiny 2 life cycle, has had a lot of exclusives on its thing. There are no more exclusives, period. So they're getting rid of platform-specific exclusives, and even Sony is participating in this cross-save. Um, it's not true cross-play, so it's not as big of a deal for Sony to allow it, but eh, Sony but wasn't still. going to do it. They literally finalized and got the confirmation from Sony the night before wow. the Bungie stream. They were going to have to go out there and say, yeah, you can do cross-save except for Sony, except for PlayStation. But the night before they finalized that deal, which is awesome. Hmm. Yeah, so I am super excited for Destiny 2. Um, and September is just going to be... It's going to be everything Destiny when that drops. Um, <laughs> man. It is so good to see Bungie doing what Bungie wants to do, because yeah, they that's, listen that's to really the good, man. they listen to the fans. They do things that they would want to play because they do play it. You know, a lot of the developers and stuff like yeah, I work on Destiny, but I also play Destiny. You know, which is more than a lot of developers can say about whatever game they're working on. You know, they just develop mm -hmm. in a vacuum, and whatever game is out is out um and really i was because this was before e3 this was two days before or three days before the first conference and i was like well i this is supposed to be an off year for e3 i don't think anything's going to beat this for me <laughs> i think my <laughs> e3 winner is going to be bungie before e3 man <sighs> all right I think I've, I think I've gushed enough. Was that all a bungee then? Yeah. So that was the, that was all the prelim stuff. Yep. And then I think it rolls in the actual E three proper. Yep. Um. All right. Well then, let's get our weeks knocked out. Uh, I got to tell you, I don't really have a lot, um, which is kind of good because I feel like we're going to be on E three for a hot minute. Yeah, I didn't even um, plan to talk about my week. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, if you have anything you want to throw out for your week, go right ahead, okay. and I'll throw out my little bit, and we'll, we'll move on. Um, I finished Mario Plus Rabbids and the Donkey Kong Adventure mm -hmm. DLC, 100% uh, both of them. Uh, well, I didn't 100% both. I did not unlock, I did not open all the chests in the base game, the Mario Plus Rabbids base game, so... 100% DLC, mm -hmm. like 95% base game. Don't care about the chest, they're worthless. Um, <laughs> I hopped back into Destiny 2, uh, Seasonal Opulence. That's the recent expansion I was talking about. It's kind of, well, the season, and then there was also an expansion that dropped. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to Destiny 2 recently, um, up until this uh, Bungie stream where they announced, you know, everything going on in September. Uh, so I have to kind of back up and get caught up again. But yeah, so I'm 
I'm going to be playing a lot of Destiny 2, getting caught up and kind of trying to keep up as things progress through September, uh, playing on Xbox One. Uh, Path of Exile had their new league. Um, I don't actually know what the league is called. I didn't write that down. Uh, but the every league has a mechanic that kind of the you know the gimmick of it. You know, last league was these uh, maps you could do where you got pieces of maps and you could link them together and it was kind of a convoluted and not always or not often I should say productive thing until like way later in the game I think it got better don't know didn't mm-hmm. play it a whole lot because it was kind of like whatever and that was my first time really getting into Path of Exile uh, this league the uh, mechanic is Somewhere on the map, there will be a little crystal thing and there will be enemies in stasis and you hit the crystal or you'll see the crystal. And then when you click on it, the enemies in stasis will appear and you basically hit and unfreeze the enemies in stasis and they'll stay there and you have like 20 seconds to hit as many as you want or can. Uh, And there are chests mixed in and stuff like that and boss enemies that drop more loot. But, um, yeah. And then once 20 seconds up, you kill everything that you unfroze. And then depending on what it is, you get drops and whatnot. I got a item called Tabula Rasa, which is the first time I've seen this. Apparently it's a mechanic in the game, but it has six linked slots, which is, you know, the ultimate the maximum number of slots all linked, which is what you want in your in-game gear. But it has no stats on it, and you cannot put stats on it. So you mm-hmm. sacrifice any armor or stats to be able to link all of your uh, uh, gems together, which is what you want. Um, and this is very early game for me. I'm in Act 2. So to get that out... I had a Google and I was like, what is this? Should I be using this? I don't even know. I'm using it. Seems cool. Um, I like going back to the league mechanic. I like it. It actually gives useful rewards immediately. Um, as long as, you know, you find chests and hit the enemies. The enemies have markers of them that they're special. Uh, so seems cool. Um, I This is also the uh, league where they did a bunch of melee revamping. Uh, I did not play Melee before, so I don't know how different it is in comparison. But it seems like it it's good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it because I don't have a comparison, but I don't have any complaints about the Melee stuff. Um, it works like I would expect it to work. I have no complaints. So I guess they did a good job. <laughs> um, so I'm also... And the, my biggest game over the last uh, week and a half or so... I've started playing Final Fantasy fourteen again. I'm interested. Yeah, so I... Jesus, I need to drink some water in a minute. Um, <laughs> so I have completed the campaign for the base game. Uh, I mm-hmm. My highest character was 36, so I hadn't played a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, as is normal with me, my mining was pretty much as high as my combat was as my uh, gladiator <laughs> or paladin actually um mm-hmm. 
but I had switched over to Ninja and enjoyed that. So that's what I'm playing as my, you know, main right now. And I'm just trying to push through the story. So, man, there are a lot of quests in that game. Um, main oh, story yeah. quests. Yeah. I was like, all right, I finished man, the base there are a game. Lot of qu- <laughs> I was just going to say there were a lot of... You're saying a lot when you say that. Because, yeah, from the base game to the, the first expansion to all the side quests, because uh, all the jobs have quests. Oh, man, you, there is... You are not... You are not at a at a at a want for content in that game. Yeah, and, you know. and I'm not even talking about the side quests and job quests and all that. I'm talking about main story quests because <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I finished the main quest line, uh, which basically takes you to 50, and you have to be 50 to or 49. I think you have to be to finish. I think one quest might have been 50 requirement. Anyway, you're going to finish the game at level 50 regardless. Oh, um, right. And then I was like, okay, I'll get into the expansion content. No, there are 100 quests between the (laughs) base game and the first expansion. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay. So, okay. (laughs) I'm still working on those. I think I'm about 75 in. So I'm Mm -hmm. chugging through them. Um so my biggest note when I was going through story stuff was the lack of voice acting. But I was so happy when near the end of the base game and then as it progresses, there's more and more voice acting. So it kind of yeah. it adds so much to it. I can tell you now, Chris, uh, Square has heard your complaint in the future and they have fixed this in the past <laughs> because as the expansion comes out, you will find the this is something I noticed um, around about the time that I stopped playing is that the quality of all of that gets noticeably better. I mean, the base story for 14 is nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, it's 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 already good, mm-hmm. but it's I don't I don't know an actual term to put on it. It's better than serviceable. But not stop the presses. Let me tell everybody about this. It's oh okay. As far as the game goes, it's all right. It's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. But as as the expansions come out, as the patches and patches patch stories come out, they get better and better. You will see it over time how better they get. You dude, it starts to get into like Final Fantasy twelve writing, and that's right up my alley. Uh, the way they speak, the way they interact, the way shits envelop uh, it all. It, it almost feels like, for the most part, uh, and folks, don't don't fucking crucify me. It's been years since <laughs> I have completed uh, the the base game, but it seems like as the as the story beats came, not so much that they were predictable, but more like a oh okay. You know, there wasn't much that was like uh, there wasn't a lot of mm-hmm. intrigue and a lot of uh, that shit's happening. It's it's after the base game, it really starts to pick up. And one of the additions, yes, is you do start to see uh, not only more voice acting, but but better quality voice acting. Like these these people play their roles, mm-hmm. and it's you're getting critical role cast of, of people doing voice acting as opposed to just ho-hum. Sure. And that's it's great. It's great. The production level, bottom line, Chris, the story production level gets better after the base game. It's, it's awesome. 
Yeah, I've I've heard said that Heaven's Ward is the best expansion, best part of the story. Um, so I was looking forward to getting into it. <laughs> Wasn't expecting the oh, hundred yeah. in between, um, but I'll get to it. Uh, I'm. It gets it gets really good at putting a lot of those. God, I, I hate to say it like this because, but I feel like there aren't too many references that people would get right off the bat. But it get, it does start to get a little bit Game of Thronesy here and there because there's more than what's being seen. Right. You know, there's there's more branching going on. There's more. Well, let me put a pin in that because I think that's important. Uh, I want to remember that. That that's the kind of stuff it gets involved with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it. And I'm really trying hard. I've only got two weeks or two and a half, three weeks, something like that, until the expansion. I've got two DLCs plus all this in between content to try to get through. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm pretty deep into Final Fantasy 14 right now. Um, uh, watching stuff, I kind of probably should start with that. But uh, I watched a bunch of Saturday Night Live videos on YouTube. I. I'm familiar really? with Saturday Night Live. I've never really sat down to watch a single like whole episodes. I just watch clips here and there as they pop up on social media. But I actually went to their YouTube and started watching in reverse order everything they had posted. That's so good. I knew it was, but <laughs> watching it, yeah, it's so good. Uh, I watched all of My Hero Academia. Now, um, when you say all of, uh, tell me... Even though I probably already know this myself, is this an ongoing series currently, or yes. so you've watched all that's currently out? Yes, uh, which is okay. I want to say three seasons. Uh, I'm not actually seeing it on my screen. Where'd it go? And I don't want to mess with it too much because that's a computer that has audacity. Um, but I want to say it was like sixty something episodes. Um, it this was, is another one of those anime series that I have heard a lot of yeah. good things about. I actually walked. I actually watched it because you mentioned it last week as one that Adam was trying to get you to watch. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I totally see it. It's really good. Um, hence why I watched all 60 episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's an interesting premise. It's it. It was a bit cliche getting started, you know, like, oh, there's this guy. Woe is him. Oh, hey, things suddenly get better. He suddenly can do something. You know, that typical trope type thing. So, like, okay. But then once they got past that, really good. Uh, it's not... It's not... Um, what's the word? It it makes sense. Even in a fantasy type set, setting like this, you know, everybody has some sort of superpower type thing. Or not everybody, but most people have uh, a quirk, they call them, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And I like the whole premise and the characters. It's it's a lot more serious than a lot of animes. Like the other one I watched that was very silly and didn't really have enough serious stuff to keep me uh, watching a uh, Black Clover that was. Um, mm. This is much more of a serious type story. Sure, there's com- comedic moments, but it's not the focus. You know, it's like this character, yeah. they're a silly character, but you only see them, you know, here and there. They're not a centerpiece to the show. Um, See, so yeah, I would 
you have my recommendation as well for when you uh, uh, are uh, looking to watch anime something. capable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's it for me. I'm just deep into Final Fantasy 14, so that's really all I have to talk about game wise for me for weeks. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so so yeah, I, I say week, but honestly, it is about two weeks worth of content mm-hmm. because, of course, we didn't record last week. But even so, um, mine shouldn't be too too long. Non gaming wise, let me get this shit right out of the way right now because I feel like this is a, a debate discussion topic that I'd love to hear the audience discuss. Probably about to make some enemies. Uh, it's going to sound bad. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, fuck Godzilla, King of All Monsters. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, so I've been anticipating that movie. Now, I made this claim before. The movie that I was anticipating this year, I've already got. That was Endgame. Mm-hmm. I mean, once that movie was done, that movie could have happened January 1st. Chris, I'm officially tapped out for the rest of the year for movies. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing... Unless some movie comes out and just blows my mind and just... Uh, I'm trying to think of one. Um, uh, no, I can't really think of one because uh, even even sleeper hits that I have knew little to nothing about and they turned out to be really good... Uh, I don't think any of those could ever hold a candle to Endgame. It's just that's just where that movie is in my life and my mind. So it's not like I, I, I it's not like I was upset by this movie because I'm just ho hum for any movie. Um, I this was the other movie this year that I was definitely anticipating. Definitely, I could not wait to see this movie, and it was mainly because of the trailers that I saw. Uh, I, I I got a good sense of scale from the monsters just from watching the trailer, and that made me have hope. I also saw a shit ton of monster stuff in the trailers. That gave me more hope because I was thinking, okay, well, one of the complaints that I did have about the last Godzilla, the 2015, 16, 14, whichever one, I think it was 14, uh, in any regard... The one complaint I had about that is that I really, really like the design of Godzilla. I like how they handled that Godzilla, but he didn't have enough screen time. And I'm going to get to this point for this whole movie, but that's a complaint that I have. So when I saw the trailer, it's like, oh man, there's going to be a lot of monsters in Godzilla King of All Monsters. So not only am I going to see Godzilla more, hopefully I get to see a bunch of other large to scale monsters. This is going to be great. And, um, of course, John Wick three. I mean, I was looking forward to that too, but this was, this was like my pick. It's just a big, fucking monster fighting movie and i'm again i was thinking man if they can make this movie good they ah there's no excuse to not do a shadow of the colossus movie you know if they could if they could get the tone and how to how to tell the shadow of the colossus movie you know as in the lead characters and fucking Mm -hmm. talk and shit like that which they're never gonna do but the main premise is scale monsters beasts scale if they can do it here they could do it there so, wife and I went to see it, and <sighs> yeah, I'm. Let me just let me put it this way. I'm not. I'm not mad at the movie because the movie itself was horrible. It was bad, 
there were a lot of bad points in this movie. This this was not what I'm trying to say is this is not like a a fucking one out of ten movie. I wasn't I was not about to walk out of this theater. But Chris, this was a first time. This is this was a a rare time, and I can't remember the last time this happened, where the last probably thirty minutes, if not more, of this movie. Mm-hmm. Chris, I was literally sitting forward in my reclined reclined theater chair with my hand, with my fist on my chin (laughs) and my head tilted, just going, come on. Like, why are they fucking doing it this way? And here's the problem. Here's the problem. I was bored. I was it it, it was less bored and and more aggravated. Because, man, Chris, I'm making enemies, Chris. I know I am. Because I know I, I've seen older Godzilla movies, too, okay? It's not just the fucking 2000 Godzilla and the 2014 Godzilla. I have seen older Godzilla films. I'm not an aficionado, though. I'm not a, an expert on Godzilla. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I do remember, yes, I fucking get it that these movies are... <laughs> 20% screen time with Godzilla and 80% humans doing human things. There's some drama, some story, some arc because this Chris, this Godzilla series is the premier fucking example that Hollywood must go by when they say, you see, we have to put humans in it because if they're <laughs> if we don't, you're not going to be interested. And I I feel like I'm the only fucking person going, "No, asshole because you put all of these humans in i'm not interested yeah so somebody will do it chris somebody will screen for screen play this to the original godzilla and i have heard tell and i could probably agree that yes there may be more screen time with godzilla and these monsters in comparison to the first godzilla movie i I will get that let's say there was 20 minutes of Godzilla time in the first one. Maybe this one, there's combined with the monsters and Godzilla, maybe there's 35 or 40 minutes. Sure, I'll grant you that there's (laughs) quote-unquote more. But there is so much fucking screen time with people doing people fucking things. Yeah. And I didn't need it. I just don't fucking need it. I don't know how I was to explain that, and I want somebody to make a movie and shove it in my face and me to watch it, <laughs> and then I'll let you know if it's bad or not. I don't... If it's a two-hour movie, I don't need an hour and 40 minutes of fucking people running around doing stupid shit. I don't care about your fucking marriage. I don't care about your your hobby, your career. I don't care about the crisis of the world. I don't care what fucking agenda you're trying to push. If I am in the theater to watch a bunch of monsters bash each other, I want to watch a bunch of monsters bash each other. Period. Period. That's what, I, that's what I'm there for. And I kept seeing monsters pop up. But they be there and they really wouldn't do they wouldn't really do anything and then they leave. And it'd be back to another twenty minutes of human shit. And then you pan to another monster and it would have a cool scene for about five minutes and then you're done. More human shit for twenty fucking minutes. And then you'd see a mother monster or two and they'd leave. And it's uh, it's just uh, it, it was more it was too much fucking cock teasing. And it was aggro it was fresh. Chris, yeah. there was a moment I will let you uh, just let me get this one last thing out. Chris, there was a fucking moment. Uh, 
where two monsters were about to slam into each other. Now, we've had this before, but not like this. We had a moment in the original Godzilla where Godzilla was about to do something and the fucking the blast doors closed. Okay, that's a big cock tease. Oh, I get you. We're trying to we're trying to bait Godzilla and we, oh, we, you'll see more of him soon, but not right now. But this is like toward the end of the movie and it showed two monsters fucking charging at each other and about to hit each other. They slam into each other and Chris, a fucking airplane, slowly scrolls up into into the scene and blocks the fucking fight. You can't even see what the fuck they're doing. It's like a, a fucking plane just... And, it, and then, of course, it cuts in the plane. And the humans are going, what are we going to do? We got to do something. I'm like, get the fuck out of the screen. Move. What are you doing? Like, Why are you doing this? Oh, man. Frustrated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I cut you off. What, what were we going to say? Well, that's fine. Um, I have a question for you. I okay. have been hearing bits and pieces about Godzilla. I've also heard mm -hmm. not that good. Um, mm -hmm. But the piece that I really want your opinion on after this uh, <clears throat> not so good movie is what do you think about the premise of a Godzilla cinematic universe? And that this is the first of those movies? I am Does that two change movies anything? in. <laughs> I, I, I am two movies in, and they are showing me that that will be less of a Godzilla cinematic universe and more of a how does the world deal with Godzilla's stuff universe. Mm -hmm. And that I'm not down with. Okay. All of these. So here's another thing. I mean, I'll, we'll just we'll just spo say spoiler warning just in case. I mean, go see it if you want to. I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> they, so I had heard rumors and whatnot that there were going to be a lot of monsters in this film, which was music to my ears. I want to see a lot of monsters. I want to see a battle royale. Sure, whatever. But I knew at a minimum it was probably going to be just two monsters. But I was like, but who knows what two, you know? And if I remember right, in the movie, uh, somebody please do a well, actually, I, I please correct me on this fucking garbage movie. But I believe in the movie, somebody makes the comment that there were 18 or 19 monsters. And then I think like Godzilla made the 20th, something like that. I want to say that you only really saw about five other, maybe six other monsters. You got a lot of screen time with one. You got about half the screen time for another one. And the other ones just kind of are fucking around. Like this, the, the, the news will report and just show like a screen of one of the monsters walking in an area. And then screen change to another news channel doing another monster walking in another area. You don't... You're not going to get what I was hoping. And granted, there was no... Nobody told me I was going to get this. It's just my fucking imagination and, and giddy childhood I want to see monsters fight mentality you don't get to see like 16 monsters in one giant area and they're just fucking duking it out 
It that that doesn't happen. The scenes where Godzilla is fighting something or a monster is fighting something, yeah, they're entertaining. They do a per, they do a pretty good job. Here's the killer. Did you see the trailer for Godzilla, King of All Monsters? You've seen the movie. Congratulations. <laughs> Add about another 15 minutes of Godzilla fighting Ghidorah, and there you go. You have it. Uh, it was just flat out a disappointment. And the, the bottom line is, I, again, I, I hear you, Godzilla audience. Look, you, there are 17,000 Godzilla movies out there, and all of them... If they are two hours long, it's an hour, 40 minutes of human stuff. It's just how they are. I, I understand that. That's that's fine. That's fine for you to say that. And I can say that, too. I'm not going to defend that. I am the asshole, if, if that's what it is. I'm the asshole going, no, I want change. I want monster on screen and i i can i can i can hear it chris it's well what, what so you just want there's no human no i don't want no human inter- interactivity i do i would like some kind of something but cut it way way down somebody's gonna do it chris and you know what the amount of movies out there in the world today i bet you it's already been done mm-hmm. but somebody's gonna do it somebody is gonna make let's use an example like if somebody is gonna make an alien versus predator movie a good one, mind you, and it's not going to have, it's going to have little to no human interactivity. It's going to be damn near a silent, It's there's going to be no dialogue in this movie, and it is going to blow people's minds, because it's going to show aliens stalking a predator. It's going to show a predator setting up traps and stalking aliens. It's going to see, you're going to see stealth kills and all this stuff, and you're not going to have a fucking human running around, we gotta find the nuke! I've get enough time. I've get enough time. It, I didn't like it. I was disappointed. T- too many complaints. Um, uh, I, I had taken a, a business trip, and on that business trip, I had some time to watch uh, some anime. So I did watch Goblin Slayer. Okay. Uh, I had I remembered you talking about it as well, Chris. Mm-hmm. It just completely slipped my mind until I looked it up, or, or until I started watching it. It was only twelve episodes, so I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's that's a quick watch for me." Uh, I actually finished watching the last three episodes today. I had a kind of a break in watching it, but nice. Um, all all in all, I'll give it a thumbs up. Yeah, it's got it's a good show. It was a good anime. Uh, I like the concept of the of of the Goblin Slayer. I like how he was methodical. I like how you got this idea that he could have he could be he could be way better and do a lot of other things, but he is one. Hundred percent a goblin slayer. Yep. He he thinks tactics. He thinks uh, he 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 hunts them, stalks them, uh, develops strategies. Like he is all about that. Um. He he is uh methodical, and I like it. Um. Something I thought that was interesting. Uh, I've a lot of a lot of uh articles and even uh, video reviews that I've read and listened to and watched that have talked about Goblin Slayer have talked about a lot of controversial stuff that goes on in this in this anime mm-hmm. and I was kind of armored for that but uh, I can t- I will be up front and tell you audience depending on how old you are and depending on your your level of uh, engagement with with say uh, maybe gore or, or or extreme content, I guess you'd say. Uh, you could let some of your armor down, I think. Um, 
So real quick before I run into some spoilers, I'm only going to be on this for a couple minutes. Uh, I like Goblin Slayer. I do recommend it. Would I would I jump over a fence to go see this thing? Uh, no, but it, add it to a list of stuff to watch. I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you like Dungeons and Dragons style things, because there's a lot of that in here. Plays it plays well into it. So spoiler warning for uh, Goblin Slayer. So. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get specific details on what was going to happen. I did hear that this anime was gory. And if you're telling me something's gory, I mean, I've seen some gory shit, man. So you, you, you gotta, you gotta come correct when you come with that shit. So at a minimum, I was expecting like, I don't know, maybe somebody was going to rip somebody in half and start pulling their entrails out or something. I didn't see anything like that. I saw a lot of beheading, a lot of stabbing, a lot of puncturing, a lot of blood flying and all that stuff, but I didn't see like somebody get ripped in half and then them crawling away as their intestines slid out. Nothing like that. Uh, I wasn't prepared for the rape, mm-hmm. but when it started to happen, that was when I was I was going, this is what they meant. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. But it wasn't exactly... It, it was inferred rape. So, I, I mean, as the... Sh- at, as the shit was going down in episode one, I was questioning out loud. Uh, I was like, "Oh, oh God, are they are they about to like is are they about to make this really bad?" Because again, you got to have my context. All I got was, "Hey, man, this is be, brace yourself. This is this is one of those anime." And I was like, "Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> what? Like what?" And then this shit started happening. I was like, "Oh man, I don't I don't know, man. I'll, I mean, I'll watch it, but I don't know if I want to see this shit." And then no, I mean you. You didn't even like really see any nipples or anything. They didn't go full frontal nudity, but you damn well fucking know what was happening. Um, so that was that was kind of a relief. I mean, I'm not a fan of just watching rape, but yeah. I was definitely I was definitely in the moment psyching myself up to be like, all right, man, you're here. You you better fucking here we go. And I was like, oh, okay, well. They rip their clothes off. You don't even really see everything, and then you just you you, you see the inference of rape. Mm-hmm. Like you saw the you saw the, I think one one shot was like the picture. It was a, it was a, it was basically the girl's shoulder shoulders and head, and she was face down, and you just kept seeing her her head rocking back and forth. And I was like, oh okay, yeah, I'm not. But after that. Like, that was really it. It's like they blew kind of a load with their first episode. And from then on, it was just like, oh, yeah. They showed scenes here and there of, like, you know, girls getting assaulted and whatnot. But uh, I'm not saying that I wanted to see it. That's not what I'm trying to get at here. It's more that I was led, I was kind of led to believe that something really, really bad was going to go down. And I was, it was just, meh, no, not really. It was just, but anyway that bad shit out of the way the anime itself was pretty good it, dude this this goblin slayer equal sign dungeons and dragons episode i mean that's really what the mm-hmm. anime was um very magic heavy party by the way i thought that was uh, i was wondering how that was gonna go but yeah i like his uh I like his sheer will. Uh, I like the side characters too. I love how the dragon uh, character was all into cheese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I like how totally in character to the Goblin Slayer mentality Goblin Slayer was. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't know his name. He was only called Goblin Slayer. Uh, People will ask him to take his helmet off. No, I don't want to do that because then it leaves my face open to get stabbed in the face by a goblin. Uh, Why do you sleep in your armor? Well, in case I get ambushed at night, I don't want a goblin to be able to get a sneak hit on me or something. Like, I like all that stuff. That the way that they wrote him to be one hundred percent a goblin slayer was very interesting. Um, yeah, like I said, it was it was good. It's not a it's it didn't blow me over, but it was an interesting watch. Uh, this also does not mean that I'm ba- I'm back into watching anime all the time. It's just I'm, <laughs> I'm still a dividing time. This was more like I was away from home for a few days and had some free time, and that's what I did. Now I'll try to make that a hobby, a habit whenever I do go go on trips if I can bring sure. a um. If I could bring some type of movie watching device with me and a good hard drive of stuff, then yeah, I'll, I'll get on that. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, I did uh, nab uh, the Gotham series though. Okay. So I don't know. Don't I don't know when I'm going to get on it, but mm-hmm. just know I do have it. I mean, as strongly as you recommended oh, it. Yeah. I mean, you practically you practically came through my headphones and like strangled me that this is damn good. So <laughs> just dude, it, it, it may be 2023 20, before I get around to it. But just so you know, I, I do have it. Mm-hmm. I, t- I took your word seriously. Uh, gaming uh, probably be short, too. So I was playing through Drill Dozer. For those that remember, this is right. a Game Boy Advance game. And I did complete the game. However, there are obviously throughout the levels, there are secrets you can find there are treasures that you can find there there were other items that i could purchase from the item shop so basically i was going back through the levels again uh that had stuff to unlock and places where i could get some good currency and bought some more items basically a lot of the a lot of the the later end items they unlock more levels so i bought I bought those, unlocked more levels, played through those levels, went through and grabbed the secrets. I don't really have a percentage, uh, but when I stop playing, I'm going to say I'm close to like 90, 95% completing everything. I only had like a couple treasures here and there. I don't know if once you have all the treasures, there are more levels that are unlocked, but I did uh, do a quick like game facts slash like unlocks or secrets uh, Google, and I didn't see anything about an additional uh, level or, or boss or alternate inning or anything. So uh, again, this is a Game Boy Advance game. It's it's a side-scrolling platforming uh using a drill for uh puzzle manipulation and whatnot so i wasn't ex- i was not expecting like a, a grand amount of lore there is a story to the game it is it's interesting for what the game is but for me there's a lot of uh it's a lot of go back with you know go through the game get upgrades get new weapons or items or whatnot and then go back to other levels and, and get through stuff you couldn't get through before so i did that as much as I wanted to and it wasn't it wasn't just it wasn't boredom it was more like I've got a lot of games that I'm really trying to make this a good year of backlog and I still got a lot of other games to get to so I was like all right had a good time with Joel Dozer I would recommend that game if you like platformers it's 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 really it was surprisingly good uh so then I went through a I went through a let's see let's see here uh 
sorry, I do have the list up. It's just I, it's 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 a gigantic list, and I kind of halfway marked what I was playing. Uh, Run Saber game for the Super Nintendo seemed like side scrolling slash 'em up. Uh, I made it a couple levels into that. Uh, Star Ocean. Did I beat Star Ocean? What the I hell? mean, you talked about it last episode. <laughs> Did I just forget that I was playing that? What the <laughs> hell? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't remember if you okay, said you so it or not. I don't. That's bad. Uh, I am getting old, dude. I really. Because you said it got a lot Let better, me... but I don't. I don't recall if you actually said you finished it. Let me see. Uh, yes, apparently I did beat that game because I'm seeing the credits there. So, all right, I did beat that game. Moving on. Uh, I played. Th- uh, so while I was in the uh, drill, uh, the drill dozer mentality, I said, okay, well, let me go try out some other Game Boy Advance games. And these are mostly unheard of, uh, not so hit wonders. So I tried them out one by one. I didn't really find one that I stuck with. Uh, uh, Wade Hot Wade Hickston's Counter Punch. This is basically like a Super Punch Out style game. Just didn't feel the mechanics worked exactly the way I would have liked them to. But it does have that you know dodge left, dodge right. You have a super punch. They they all have tails. They all have special moves. It just felt a little clunkier compared to what I knew from like Super Punch Out. So. I played that for a little bit, moved on. Uh, Lady Saya, uh, side-scrolling, platforming, slash em up counter-ish also type game. Uh, I didn't really dig the graphics. It, it kind of boring gameplay. Seemed very, very easy. So I put that to the side. Blender Brothers, another platforming game. I just felt kind of clunky. Didn't get into it. Uh, Sigma Star, I... I don't even know why I didn't care for this one too much, but I picked it up, tried it out, moved on. The game that I so so then I went to uh, Chris. I went to Tales of Tales of Fantasia, I believe is the Super Nintendo one. Uh, let me, man, I've got like seventeen thousand things open on my screen <laughs> right now. Holy That's shit! Where? Where is my Firefox? Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I had to find it. Uh, Tales, SNES. I want to say Tales of Fantasia. Yes. Okay. So Tales of Fantasia apparently is the first of the entire uh, Tales franchise. Um, so I, I started to play that one. Uh, let's see, I'm typing in this one to make sure because I I, I I went and looked this up after I started it, and there are a shit ton of Tales games, Chris. Who boy? Uh, there's Tales of Fantasia started the whole thing out in 1995, man. Tales of Destiny, the one that you and I know of very well, 1997. Then you got Tales of Eternia, Tales of Destiny 2, Tales of Symphonia, Rebirth, Legendia, Abyss, Innocence, Vesperia, Hearts, Grace... Uh, Hearts, Graces, Zillia, Zillia 2, Zestiria, Berseria, and Tales of Arise comes mm-hmm. out in 2020. Holy shit. This, is cra- this was crazy to me because the only one that I ever knew of was Tales of Destiny until I heard about Symphonia. Right. Um, so I made it. 
not too far in 20 30 minutes or so and i was like i had this voice in the back of my head that's going man you know you never ever ever finished uh tales of destiny um which i know is the sequel i I can tell you now the the very very little bit that i played of tales of fantasia it's 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 looked like just the same even though it was on a super nintendo it looked this it looked just like tales of destiny had the same graphic style it looked like the battle system may be the same you know that side scrolling thing Mm -hmm. i just i didn't i don't even know if i got to a battle yet uh the way the text plays out the way the music is so from what i'm gathering i'm going to like fantasia because i do like tales of destiny um so on that note just i don't believe these tales games are strictly tied as far as sequels go so that combined with i've never played tales of fantasia true but i have played tales of destiny twice i played it once back when chris let me borrow it years and years ago i got to a castle at somewhere in the game and got stuck and I think I brought gave it back or whatever, but I never I never got past it. And then a couple years ago, maybe even last year, sometime around the time when I we, in this podcast, I was playing through Tales of Destiny again, and then I got pretty far in, but I got sidetracked by something. So, with all that being said, I will be going back to Tales of Fantasia because it did look interesting. But I am right now playing Tales of Destiny. I will go through this game all the way through i'm probably two or three hours in i'm like in the third town in so i'm not that far but i'm used to this this game by now i i'm mowing through the battles uh going through the story it's gonna be interesting to try to find the places where i stopped at i it's really hard to recall I feel like there was some large castle. I feel like once I get to this castle, maybe the layout, I might be able to recall where I got stuck at, you know, decades ago. I don't really remember where I stopped uh, uh, last year, year before. And my my save state, I couldn't find it. So I did have to start all the way over. No problem. No problem at all. Because I like Tales of Destiny. It's a good game. And I, I've been in the mood for an rpg again so that's where i am um there is a metric fuck ton of games on my to play list because there's always been a a, a large list of my backlog so i don't have designs to go through this is not like a rush for me uh an example uh i made it a point that i i love persona 5 love 4 love 3 but they all stem those are offsets of the uh shin megami tensei series so i did some research and found out through various opinions mind you that a good place to start uh, a good break-in game since persona 5 was my break-in persona a good break-in shin megami tensei game was shin megami tensei 4 for the 3ds so that's one that i'd like to get into i'd like to try that out so I've added that to like like up up the list of what to play. But man, I've got Super Nintendo games, I've got Sega CD games, Nintendo V DS, NES. I got so many games that I'm gonna try to get to what I can get to. Um, but right now I am on an R- I am on an RPG, and that is Tales of Destiny for the PlayStation. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, sorry, Godzilla t- t- took so much fucking time. I really apparently wanted to get that off my chest (laughs) uh 
All right, so then let's fucking roll into it. Uh, E3 2019 right. happened basically the majority of this entire week. Yep. Uh, I Full disclosure, okay? So there's a couple things about this E3 conference this year. I So the first one that was on, and I, I'm not rolling into it, I'm just, just telling you my format here. The first one that came out was EA. I was watching EA. And I was taking notes across every single thing that was announced. But Chris, I was felt like I was forcing myself to do that because as I'm looking at the list right now, there were only three things that I even wanted to talk about of the 40 something things. That was a wake up call for me. So I have taken notes. For some reason, I have a fuck ton of notes on Microsoft. But <laughs> if I either... I, this I only took notes on things that, I, one, I was interested in, or two, I just flat out had something to say, whether it was positive or negative. So uh, I don't know what you took notes on or what you do and don't want to discuss, but as far as my side of this house, uh, it's it, unless I have something to talk about, I, don't, I just gloss over it. Uh, uh, yeah, the- second thing... Go ahead, go ahead. The EA event was a little bit different because it wasn't a traditional press conference. It was the EA Play thing, and they had said from the start, yeah, we're going to be talking about six games, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing, I guess I just need to say this out here now. Uh, uh, I don't know if I need to say it now, but I guess I want to. I don't really do scores for E3. Somebody somebody challenged that and make sure that I didn't like score E3 from last year. Because I think last year, year before, one of those two E3s was was pretty fucking awesome. Um But I really felt like this E3 for me was very ho hum. I I don't have a lot that I'm looking forward to. I don't have things that I'm just doing backflips. There's there are two highlight th- there's one one obvious <laughs> fucking oh yeah fucking duh yeah. thing for me this e3 one that was already kind of a oh yeah and then a fucking big surprise happened and then a couple other ones yeah i'm looking forward to it but this was not a hold on let me fucking pause this e3 and text chris right now dude did you see this thing this is like the fifth thing this e3 i'm losing my mind no, I'm completely opposite so sorry if i seem very ho-hum uh also uh, at least half if not more than half of these conferences that i was watching it's just been a personally it's been a very busy week it's been a very stressful week for me uh at home and my job it's just it's been hectic so i wasn't strictly watching these e3s with the the i don't know overjoy but i did watch them and took notes on what i felt i had something to say about or was interested in so just throwing some of those feelers out there now um chris in general what what did you think about this e3 as a whole did you feel like super excited kind of ho-hum were you mixed bag what do you think well i had and we talked about this before that this year was supposed to be a sort of off year if you will you know E3s right. kind of have high points and low points as entire years go. And with Sony not being there, um, and as was, you know, kind of what we were expecting to be there, it's like, yeah, this is going to be a uh, a middling E3. You know, next year it should pick up again. So I went into yeah. low expectations, and 
there were a couple of things that I'm really excited about. Um, mm. There are a lot of things that I'm interested in. But yeah, I mean, it was a very, a very, okay, E3. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I find this year, aside from a couple of the highlights, which I'm sure we have the same ones probably, <laughs> um, <laughs> I found it interesting for all the non-gaming stuff. Um, and yeah. I actually sorted it out by conference, you know, games and everything else uh, on the spreadsheet because it was really interesting, especially seeing how Microsoft did it, which I expected. Uh, you know, they start talking about, uh, you know, game pass and all this i was like yeah we're gonna be getting that and i mean this is we're getting to the next gen consoles so we know that's coming and you know we so that it was it was interesting i think uh kind of going back to what we're thinking before e3 i think absolutely next year is going to be the big one uh or a big one i should say rather (laughs) oh yeah Um, yeah that's the one that they announced god of war 2 and that's when i'm gonna lose my shit oh man and Persona Six. Well, let's <laughs> let's focus on this year. <laughs> let's see. Yeah, okay. Let's focus All right. on this year. E three, E three, two thousand nineteen. Uh, so here we go. So EA, yeah, like I said, I took three notes, and honestly, I didn't have a shit ton to talk about anyway. It was just the three things of this mm-hmm. conference that even interested me. Uh, we got to see some gameplay for Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh. Big highlight point of this one right here. Okay. Uh, the moment, the moment when the the main character was like fighting off a bunch of look like stormtroopers, I guess they were or assailants, whatever. They had blasters. They were shooting at him, and he was using a lightsaber to deflect the bullets or whatever. And then somebody shoots at him. He uses the force to stop the blast in midair. Uses the force with the other hand to pull that enemy around the blaster to him and then lets the blaster go so it flies into the enemy's chest. That was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not a f- I haven't have, haven't played many Star Wars games, period. So Same. this wasn't really <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> yeah, and I talked... I talked to the end of time cast resident Star Wars guru uh, Adam himself, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Nope, I'm not interested at all because of the company and this, that, and I haven't seen anything that interests me." So yeah, um, Apex Legends. Well, uh, quick, I just wanted to make go ahead um, for Star Wars. I was just kind of meh about the game um, from a visual standpoint. Um, it we've. There have been so many games recently that have spoiled us graphically. So when I see mm-hmm. something that doesn't seem basically up to par, I'm like, well, is this... I don't know if we got a release date. I don't think we did. I actually didn't take notes for EA because that's how not interested I was in any of the games. Um, but it was just kind of like, I hope this isn't a final graphics because it doesn't look <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apex Legends. Uh, I'm I, I I'm rooting for Apex Legends mm-hmm. from the sideline, and I realize that me not playing this game is a horrible thing, but <laughs> I, I I am I am rooting for Apex Legends. I'm glad that uh you know good things are going for Respawn, yeah. and 
there's more content coming out for them, and I'm I'm fucking cheering it on. Good good stuff. Absolutely. Good good for people that are good for people that are playing this. Uh, and last, uh, just Battlefield Five content. Battlefield Five does look pretty fucking awesome. Looks pretty good, and more content's coming to that game too. So good for them. And that was it. That was all I had to say about EA. Period. Yeah, I think. I think I spaced out for Battlefield Five. I I don't remember anything they showed. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was more Battlefield content. Period. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played Battlefield Four or Five, but I still root for Battlefield. Period. So that's that. That was about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, FIFA Twenty uh, looks to be, you know, another. FIFA game, more improvements. Uh, big thing there was they're adding a, uh, and I, I don't know the proper name for it, so excuse me, you know, footy uh, fans, but uh, basically street soccer, street football, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the urban or non-soccer field or football field uh, uh, game play. So that's a mode and... Uh, they talked about changing the ball mechanics, which they're always evolving, but this is, I guess, a bigger change than normal to uh, mm. updating the ball physics. Cool. Uh, cool. And they've, uh, one of the big, the biggest takeaways for me personally, I barely played FIFA at all, even though I have several games. Was uh, <laughs> that some games with gold? I think I actually bought FIFA 19 or 18 because I intended to actually sit down and play it. And I, I didn't get past all the training stuff because uh, it was wow. very difficult uh, because I, I wanted to get through it. I didn't have to, but I wanted to get through all the training stuff. And then when it got to like trick shots and stuff on the goal, I was like, I can't curve this ball to save my life. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I guess I'm not meant for foot for footy. Um, yeah. But yeah. So the big thing, big takeaway for me, biggest thing was they're actually changing certain um I think they're easing up on the difficulty of certain things when it comes to gameplay, especially related to goals. So certain shots will be uh, easier. And I, I don't know how that, if that, you know, is in relation to realism or just, you know, easing up on difficulty in general. I don't know, but I took it as, okay, maybe someone like me, who's obviously not very good at the game, would enjoy it more. Um yeah. So cool. I'll I'll maybe check it out one day. <laughs> um uh yeah, Madden, I don't care. Um I'm trying to think if there was anything that stood out to me during that. I don't think so. I think it's just another improvement on Madden. You know, they make these small changes as it goes. Um it looks better and better every time. That's for sure. They're definitely putting in the work yeah. to improve it graphically. Uh, Sims 4 was actually the one I paid the most attention to because my girlfriend loves playing Sims 4 Um, so and she wasn't even home to watch it herself so I I was relaying stuff to her (laughs) as it came up Uh, they released the information on the new expansion Uh, let me I don't have it on my main notes let me scroll up over here to check it out but they're releasing uh, Beach God, what is it? Uh, I've probably been quicker to Google it. Oh, sorry. Island Living is the next expansion. And basically, you can live on an island. You have the beach. 
your swims can just like walk out into the water and start swimming. Uh, there are dolphins, mermaids, this, all this stuff. Um, June 21st, so only a week away now. Uh, so really close to this expansion. Um, there, there are so many expansions for Sims 4 already. <laughs> so for me personally, not a big deal, but like my girlfriend, yeah, she, she can't wait. Um, and we'll probably be pre-ordering it today or tomorrow. <laughs> um, nice. And rounding out her, uh, DLC, her expansions. Cause every time they have a sale, oh, that's the other big thing. Every time they have a sale, you know, we will grab one or two of what she really wants mm-hmm. to play. Um, but until the, let's see, I want to say the 18th or 17th. So Monday or Tuesday, um, we're recording on Friday, um, the 14th, but I think 17th or 18th, it ends. They have a sale now, which everything is on sale quite a bit. Um, and the mm-hmm. base game's only like five bucks, but that doesn't matter because you're wow. going to spend 200 in DLCs. So, mm-hmm. uh, even with they all, know, they know how to get you. Yeah, even with all the DLCs and stuff we bought, because they have different packs. There's expansions, there's stuff packs, and then there's another kind of pack. So you have three different types of packs, and they have varying prices. You know, stuff pack is basically just furniture and whatnot. Uh, Expansions are the full-blown things like this island living. And then there's another one that are kind of themed things. They'll add more than a stuff pack would. Uh, Even with all the ones we've bought... uh, we did the math and it would still cost like $120 to buy everything we don't have, which Ooh, isn't much. It was only like half of what they released or less. Um, so it adds up. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then there is a uh, magic. What they call it? Uh, Realm of Magic is the next game pack. Uh, which is the one I was talking about that's not a stuff pack or expansion. Um, adds wizards and stuff, I guess. They didn't show a whole lot about it, but looks yeah. interesting. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure Sims 4 fans are all over that. And that was it for EA. All right, moving on to Microsoft. Like I said, this is the one that I took the most notes of. Mm-hmm. But, and that's, oh, man... It was it was honestly getting to the point, Chris, throughout this conference that I was starting to get, I was starting to get, uh, it's a good feeling for what I was feeling. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I was letting my audience down because, Chris, I took no notes for Ubisoft, none, because that that that's a PC gaming. I took one note. And again, I only took notes on things either I was one interested in or two I just had something to say about or something that I wanted to say about it. And I was kind of feeling pretty good with Microsoft obviously because I've got like like 10 12 different notes here. But as the Bethesda conference went on and Devolver and Square Enix, I didn't take a lot, so I'm going to probably going to hear the most Go ahead. I'll throw this out there to make you feel better. I didn't even watch Devolver. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was. I mean, again, I, I I get a chuckle out of Devolver's press conferences. I don't. There's not a shit ton that I'm completely bowling people over to get to to watch. But, eh. Again, like most of these, I was like, maybe something will surprise me. And mm-hmm. yeah, not really. So, uh, anyway, sorry, not stalling for time, not vamping at all, because I got the notes here this time. <laughs> uh, 
Ori 2 is the... Well, Let's, I don't know how you want to do this. Man. Yeah, I have the list from start to finish. Uh, the only thing I didn't break out was the Game Pass montage. Uh, I have okay. every other game listed. Uh, yeah. So do, do you want me to go through the list and then you can... Yeah, you go notes? through the list and, I, and yeah, I'll just chime in if I have anything to say about it. That works. All right. So the first game they showed was The Outer Worlds. Um, this is the next game by Obsidian Entertainment. Uh, the folks that may fall out New Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. And that is why this game has been very uh, uh, highly anticipated. And looking at gameplays that they showed, it absolutely looks like if depending how gameplay and story ends up being, you know, at launch and when we get it in our hands, this very well could be the Fallout replacement for Bethesda's crap they've been doing. <laughs> um, it was available for pre-order as of the uh, 9th, which is the day of the conference, and I didn't have this release date in my notes. I don't think they showed it during the conference. They might have announced it later. But right now I have a release date of October 25th. Um, so this year. I guess since you don't have any notes on it, not something that interests you? No. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, next game was Bleeding Edge. Uh, this is a brawler type game i don't actually know much about it uh i it's a hero brawler is what they called it uh and mm -hmm. i believe the premise is it's mostly melee instead of like a overwatch where you have all your guns and varying abilities uh this one actually focuses on melee there are ranged things but they're not as strong probably you know the, they wanted the focus to be on the uh, melee aspect uh, no release date that I've seen but they are having a technical alpha June 24th this year so they're mm -hmm. progressing and probably next year a release if I'm guessing next Ori and the Will of the Wisps the only Man. note I had on this one was I need to play the first, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I did start Ori 1 last year sometime. This is on my backlog because I don't think it was... I, I don't remember why. I think this is one of those times where I was kind of trying to find a game to settle with. And I played this one for a bit and it just, it didn't settle with me. But if the graphics alone from Ori 2 or anything like the first one, I need to get further into this game and get wild. <laughs> yeah. Because, the, yeah. I own the first one as well. I have not played it yet, but um, I think I bought it when I saw the first trailer for Will of the Wisp. Man, mm -hmm. and it looked good when they showed it last time, but this presentation, the game looked beautiful. Oh, it yeah. was amazing. It's like, is this Ori? Oh, it's already this, okay. this is a Metroidvania game, isn't it? Um, they called it action platformer. I don't let me let me do some research on yeah. that while we're while it, we're going through. I believe it has some mechanics like that, but it's not a true. That's not the main premise of it. I don't think. Yeah. Um, release date is February 11th, so we have some time to get caught up. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't even know what to say about it. It just looks good. Uh, and it, my understanding of the first one is it's a cute game. Um, it's not... Uh, I, I kind of compare it to... What was that other game not too long ago I played? Uh, I can't think of what it was. Anyway. But yeah, it just seems like the... It's a platformer, but it's got that cuteness to it, and that's kind of what one of the appeals to it. Had a good soundtrack, apparently, and mm-hmm. it had a really good atmosphere to it. Um, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Any uh, determination on the Metroidvania? Uh, from what I've, from what I find, it's uh, the combat isn't right for the genre. It's more of a puzzle platformer with a lot mm-hmm. of exploration. So, and that's fine. That yeah. that's up my alley too. Uh, I want to say there was like, I, I, I want to say there was like a control issue. Like I didn't, I didn't dig the way that the game controlled. Mm-hmm. Is might have been another reason why I kind of bounced off of it. Uh, sometime in the future, I will uh, address it in my backlog and I will have a have more to report <laughs> but no then bottom line I have not I have not made it far enough in Ori to make a grand determination on it okay so and again that release date is February 11th for Ori and the Will of the Wisp um, right next game this was very very interesting Minecraft Dungeons now, the looking at it, it's like, okay, what exactly is this? Because it's Minecraft characters doing not typical Minecraft things. It's like dungeons, and hence the name, of course. But the later on, there was a bit more released throughout the week, which I'll go in and say I haven't really followed up most of the coverage throughout the week. I've only caught a few, you know highlights if you will of big things mm. that uh impacted you know stuff we saw during the conferences um like during nintendo i have a couple things that we got during the week to add on to that but so minecraft dungeons is basically a diablo game with minecraft mm-hmm. you do yeah, it's, it's diablo minecraft <laughs> you have no mining uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking to confirm, but there's no mining. Uh, there's I don't even know if there's building. You're literally just using Minecraft world for a Diablo type game. And you can one to four players. Uh, OK, seems interesting. I'm certainly going to check it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. So mechanically, you have five ability slots, and you any character can equip any weapon, spell, or ability into one of the slots. So you can kind of uh, mix and match as you want to build your character. Uh, seems interesting. I mean, especially if thinking about this is actually kind of interesting uh, from the perspective of being a gateway game. You know, it's like okay. Well, you have a, a kid who's getting a little bit older. They liked Minecraft, but, you know, okay, well, Minecraft Dungeons then. And this is kind of like, oh, this is an interesting type of game. And then 
oh, well, maybe you'd be interested in Diablo, or maybe you'd be interested in Path of Exile, or, you know, any of these other games that kind of have that style to them. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, we didn't get a firm release date. All we got was spring 2020. Uh, next game they showed was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Did they show anything different? No, uh, it's, it's, it was felt like another one, but mm, eh, I already seen what I wanted to see with it, so I yeah. didn't really care. I kind of tuned out for that because I've already seen it during EA, but I heard someone say that it actually looked better <laughs> during mm. Microsoft's conference than it did during EA's. Like, oh, okay. I don't doubt it. Um, did... I have a release date here. I don't know if I mentioned it on EA part. I don't know if we even knew it. Uh, but the uh, Jedi Fallen Order release date is November 15th, 2019. So later mm-hmm. this year. Uh, as go a ahead. Blair Witch, as a Blair Witch fan, I'll tell you right now, uh, and I mean that as in the original... OG Blair Witch. Uh, this game that got announced at E3, the Blair Witch game, mm-hmm. was uh, definitely for me a big, huh? <laughs> <laughs> does anybody even remember Blair Witch at this point? And, and does anybody care anymore? Uh, sure, a Blair Witch game is coming. And I didn't even take a note on it. I just figured I'd just throw that out there. I do like Blair Witch. I do thoroughly enjoy the original Blair Witch, but. A game? Yeah. Uh, a little late in the pack for me to care about a game. Yeah, I'm I'm curious how they'll do it. Um, we saw... Li- Did we see any gameplay, or was it all cinematic-type stuff? It seemed like it was a lot of cinematic yeah. stuff. Just a I lot was, of uh, movie video-style stuff. Yeah, I was just so confused that I what they were doing that I didn't really absorb it until, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Blair Wish. I was like, oh... Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever. Um, next game was, or sorry, next game was uh, Cyberpunk 2077. All right. So we got a cinematic trailer for this, or mm-hmm. a cine trailer, if you will, because <laughs> it wasn't a lot of game. wasn't wasn't I don't think there was any gameplay at all in it. And that's you know, that, I'll take that. That's fine. We've had a yeah. gameplay trailer for uh, Cyberpunk already. Yeah, and to be fair, but they had forty five minutes of gameplay last year. So exactly, it, it would be nice so, to see progress. But at the same time, it's like mm-hmm. okay, you showed us. That's fine. Well. A minute or two into this cinematic trailer, if you had anything to complain about, they were they were readily going to shut your ass up at the end of it because. <laughs> uh, and this was the this was the only time, Chris, this entire E three, aside from the Final Fantasy VII thing, mm-hmm. uh, which even then I wasn't even like, oh! it was just because we already know about it. This right. was a shocking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw Keanu fucking Reeves in yeah. this trailer, I was like, wow, what? And my wife looked up and she goes, is that Keanu Reeves? I was like, yeah, <laughs> what? She's like, what is he doing in this game? And then to add even more fucking candy to this candy bowl, 
they cut to the script to the stage and Keanu Reeves walks his ass out there. He's yeah. such, he's so he's so happy and so cool. Yeah. And he's t- he's giving some details and being like, yeah, so I've been really interested in this. And they approached me and I was like, hell yeah. And then a yada, yada, yada. And the audience was like, I love you. And he's like, I love you, too. <laughs> and it's, he was. He was like, all right, all right, all right, I got to stop. I got to stop. I got. I have to actually get through this thing. And all right, so, so more details on the game and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then he drops a fucking release date. Yep. Holy crap. April 16th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Her, you, you heard it from fucking Keanu Reeves. Uh, so a couple things on this, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Low hanging fruit. I found this out later that apparently the character that Keanu Reeves is playing, I, I didn't write it down. Adam is the one that told me uh, because Adam is not only our Star Wars representative, he's also our <laughs> cyberpunk. Uh, he definitely has played yes. a lot of the actual tabletop game. And uh, apparently the character that Keanu Reeves is playing, he is playing an actual character from the Cyberpunk 2077 universe. And he's apparently a predominant character. Uh, he plays a character that in the universe, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I may have the actual words uh, incorrect, but he is a character that can phase into the digital world and phase into the real world, like phase in between the two. So you could like if you have the right implants you would see him but it's just that that character is projecting himself into your world like augmented reality style Hmm. or maybe he really is there you never know but apparently this is actually a really cool character this guy's playing which again adam brought up the point he goes yeah he's playing this character this character is being played by neo that's appropriately it fits (laughs) it fits perfectly um the second thing is God, man, Keanu Reeves is in the fucking renaissance right now, isn't he? You know, he's yeah. having his he's having his fucking time. He he does he does in real life shit that's really cool. He he actually goes to gun ranges and shoots his fucking ass off in real life as a hobby, but also for these uh roles in John Wick. The whole John Wick thing is awesome too. Now he's in Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, awesome. It's a it's a good time for Keanu, and I'm happy for him. I think this is. I I don't know of a single other celebrity, you know, in a game that has seemed as enthusiastic and genuine, yeah, as he did. Exactly, exactly, and I, and I like that. You want to see that, you know. Mm. Uh, so that was good. That was that was my one. Like, holy shit, out of nowhere moment for E3. And it was really exciting. Really happy to see that. Yeah. All right. Next game is Spirit Fair. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what this game is. <laughs> it's a management game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we saw enough about it. Uh did you have any thoughts on it? Nope. Okay. I think we'll see more about this uh, as the year progresses. It has a release date of 2020. Not anything detailed, so maybe we'll see more next year at E3 if it doesn't release yeah. before then. Uh, mm. but we shall see. Uh, next was Battletoads. Yep, took a note on this. Uh, I'm not a fan of the art style. 
So really? I think it was last I think it was last year that this was teased, or maybe it was at the Game Awards this was teased. I can't recall. Mm-hmm. But when I saw the Battletoads thing when I saw Battletoads was coming slash coming back, I, I was genuinely excited. Hell yeah, let's see a remake. Let's see a and I didn't know what it was gonna be. You know, I was thinking maybe maybe use the graphic style from say Killer Instinct, but make it you know, just remake the game. Remake the original game with that with those graphics. I didn't know what it was gonna be. And it does look like the gameplay itself is the standard Battletoads gameplay from the OG that we know, but I really didn't care too much for the art style. I don't like this stylized versions of the toads and enemies and everything in general. So, uh, just a just a no for me. So Okay. Um we did not get a release date. So that's unfortunate, but there is uh, some thought that maybe we'll see it by the end of the year. Um, not entirely certain. Oh boy, man! I'm looking, I'm looking at the rest of these games on this list, <laughs> and I'm looking at that we st- we still have Bethesda, still have Devolver, still have. Ooh, we need to try to speed this up any way we can, because <laughs> yeah. holy shit, man! Yeah. Um, RPG time, Legend of Right. I am actually having to pull this up. I remember nothing about this one. Uh, it's not coming yep. out until 2020. Oh, this is yep, the black and white on. hand-drawn. That was, or it's hand-drawn and then a lot of it's black and white or it's like cardboard cutouts. Uh, not sure. And all I have for release information on that is 2020. Uh, it is fun. Yep. Next up was Microsoft Flight Simulator. This is Not, a, Yeah. This is a interesting game. They're actually so there's not a whole lot of information I don't think yet, but they showed basically lo- realistic looking cities, various uh architecture and stuff that looked like straight off a map. And it's mm-hmm. the question is are they actually using because it said using satellite data and something yeah. else. Uh, That's the note that I took. It was captured in 4K resolution, mm-hmm. powered by satellite data and Azure uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah, so, which Azure is their cloud uh, system. Right. Um, so they're, wow, they're putting a lot of work in this. And uh, they're, the, the name Microsoft Flight Simulator is not a... You, new name but it seems like this is maybe a reboot of it or this is the version they're going for you know so this is like this is it and it looks amazing anybody likes flight slims probably gonna love that uh i didn't write it down on release date a lot of these it was going so fast at times yeah don't worry about it man if we don't Uh, people that want to know these release dates have ample sources we're more just telling our opinions anyway yeah uh Probably this year or next. Maybe next with how it looks. Uh, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. That, the new the new graphics and all that to it, it looks really good. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. probably definitely going to uh, play it when it comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Age of Empires. If you haven't played it, especially Age of Empires 2, you should play it. Um Though, to be fair, now you can probably wait for this. <laughs> right. And it's only going to be like 20 bucks, according to what I'm seeing. 
That's a <laughs> that's a steal. Uh, next was Wasteland three. Um, I did not play one or two. Neither did I. The kind of the overall theme I saw with uh, people that did play two was that this was very jokey. You know, the, it was a, a comedic trailer, yeah. and that is a yeah. that is not how Wasteland Two was. It was a very serious huh. type game, um, so there is some concern with that uh, about you know if they're going to you know change how the game is. Um, no release date, uh, I don't think right now. Probably twenty twenty though. Yeah, 2020 is what I'm seeing right now. Uh, next game. Well, at this point, they announced that they were adding a new uh, studio to the Microsoft Studios family, and that is Double Fine, uh, who are making the next game on the list, Psychonauts 2. Uh, never played the first one, but it is a, you know, there's a, pretty big following I, I've discovered yeah. to it um, that were stoked when they announced it last year or at uh, the Game Awards I can't remember which <laughs> it's so hard to remember what was at what event uh, but yeah so got some more information on that I'm not a Psychonauts person I played the first one um, but looks like it's going to have a 2020 release date Yep. Uh, the only note I took on this is that, um, so I, I have played, this is one of those kind of like this whole entire conference. I, I just feel bad with Psychonauts in general because I have played this game. I have started Psychonauts one on three separate occasions and <laughs> I have bounced off that game on three separate occasions. It's not that it's a bad game. This game has a strong cult following and as far as platforming goes, it is okay. But I just, I've, I don't know that this might be one of those games that I just missed my time. You know, sure. I just missed its time. Uh, I have tried it multiple times. I've tried it different ages of my life, and all three has been like meh, and I just never, I didn't continue. So, but I do know of the following that Psychonauts has, and I am happy for those people. I'm always mm -hmm. happy when a when a group of people are banging down a door to get something, and they finally get it, and they're overly joyed and overly happy. So this is for those people that yeah. that were waiting for Psychonauts too. I'm happy for you. And I think that was kind of a theme for this E3, too. Like you said, there were only a couple things for you. There were a few things for me, but there were a lot of things for a lot of people. You know, it wasn't oh, yeah. one audience. This was, this is the gaming sphere. You know, there's something mm -hmm. for pretty much everyone here from EA with sports to, you know, Final Fantasy VII badassery for us and everything in between, you know, Psychonauts, Wasteland, all these things. There's something for everyone. Yep. So next game on the list, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Now, <laughs> I I love Lego games. Um, I'm To be fair, mm -hmm. I'm a little behind in them because of all the other games that have been coming out. But I have bought right. like most of them, so they're just waiting for me to play them. Um, I have 100% several of them. But so over time, the Lego games have gotten better and better. Uh 
and the other Lego Star Wars, I don't know how many different Lego Star Wars games there is, but I have a different saga. It was older though. And I loaded it up and I started playing it and it was brutal because it was an it was old. <laughs> and they didn't oh, have wow. some of the quality of life things. So seeing another Lego Star Wars, a modern one, and doing the Skywalker saga. All right. <laughs> Let me have it. <laughs> the fact that it it is all nine you saw that number all nine films in one game there are only eight films out so okay i guess you're gonna get the 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 last some the last jedi or uh the the uh, fall, what, the fuck, rise of the, skywalker the Rise of Skywalker is going to be in here, but either way, this is monumental for Legos games. So yeah. awesome! You know, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even know it was all nine until you yeah. said that, and I just pulled up the wiki for it. And yeah, that's the only reason I knew the name of the movie. By the way, was because I had it on the screen in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to see this in 2020. Makes sense with the movie, you know, coming out this year um, type thing. Yeah, give it to me. I'll play it. Um, the next game was actually one of the big uh, surprises for me because I didn't know what it was. And it is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Now, mm. there are a lot of Dragon Ball games, a lot of Dragon Ball Z games, I should say. You know, a lot of fighting games. You know, we've had the things recently. Uh, Dragon Ball's Fighters or Dragon Ball Fighters Z or whatever you want to call it. And things like that. So when I saw this, it's like, okay, this is a fighting game. No, this is not a fighting game. This is an actual story-based Dragon Ball Z game. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I spent a lot of time as a kid watching Dragon Ball Z specifically. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I, this is a beloved uh, anime uh, for me. And I, I hope they do it justice. Uh, yeah. the only release information we got was early 2020, but, oh man. Yeah. So in my history, I have played a few Dragon Ball Z games here and there as well. I have not <laughs> finished any of them, and I, but I do feel like the Dragon Ball Z universe has a strong video game representation, mm -hmm. a strong one. And I feel like they have done Dragon Ball Z till they're blue in the face that being said even knowing that and especially with having not played them all uh even knowing that the fact that this is i see dragon ball like the, i saw like the freezer saga freezer saga stuff in here on the in this trailer i was like i'm still interested <laughs> so yeah definitely want to see what this yeah. is want to see how how it plays i and i am all about it every every gaming generation that comes out i'm totally on board with seeing another dragon ball z representation on a new console just to see what they've done what they've changed what they've added yeah so, so yeah. little story you're talking about all the dragon ball z games you played the big so being an rpg fan uh more than fighting games i you know back when, you know, downloading a bunch of ROMs and stuff for emulators and playing them. One of the games I stumbled across was a Dragon Ball Z RPG. But there was no English version. There was no English patch. Hmm. 
So I would spend time playing this game, and I knew enough about Dragon Ball Z that I kind of knew what was going on, and I could gauge by, you know, graphics and stuff on the screen. But I played this game in Japanese, and I had no idea what any of the items did until I used them, and then I have to recognize the kanji next time I wanted to use an item. So (laughs) it was, yeah, but I would do that because I enjoyed it so much. So I'd like to have something proper. Um, I don't know how RPG it's going to be versus action adventure type thing, but even that totally cool with um, just being able to play out the story and hopefully have some of those RPG mechanics to it, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, early 2020 for that. Uh, Next game on the list is 12 Minutes. Um, So this is a game where you have 12 real-time minutes in which the situation plays out and based on your actions you know different things happen and then at the end of the 12 minutes it resets you have your character and you have the knowledge you gleaned from the first one so dialogue will change you know options will change uh you'll have more information to make decisions and this is one where I saw the thing and I was like, that's a kind of cool premise. And then I saw an actual interview with the dev of it. Single, the one guy worked on it for most of it uh, before it, you know, grew into a team, I guess. And the animations we saw in that trailer and that gameplay are not final animations. Uh, the hmm. gameplay is done, but they are basically, you know, f- doing new animations to make it look good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which I can totally respect, you know, especially for a game of that size. Um, So you'd see uh, kind of the tank control, if you will, where the NPC just kind of spins while holding a floating other character. So all that Mm. will be uh, fleshed out. But something that I found really interesting in the interview is even though it takes place 12 real time minutes at a time, he said they figure it'll be like five to six hours, I think he said, to actually beat the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's okay. That's pretty cool. Um, that means there's a lot of information, a lot of stuff, and it takes place in three rooms. You saw three rooms in the trailer. You do mm-hmm. not leave the apartment. Uh, he said that they started out, you know, wanting to have basically like the whole city, but it kind of muddied what they were going for. So they narrowed mm-hmm. it down and pared it down until they got to the apartment and, you know, that was their sweet spot for it. So I don't know that this would typically be my kind of game, but I mean, after hearing all that, I'll probably give it a try. I'm sure it'll be cheap too. Yeah. It'll probably be a $20 the game. Multiple, the multiple outcomes aspect of it is definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comes out 2020. So we have plenty of time. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, next game was, Kind of odd. <laughs> Way to the woods. Um, you play a deer, I think it was, and you just kind of are making your way to the woods, I'm assuming, based on the name. So you see a deer like going in the subway and going through turnstiles and other animals, and I'm, I don't know what this game is. Uh, we'll find out next year when it comes out, I guess. Uh, <laughs> okay, sure. Here's your non-humanoid uh, game. 
Uh, next on the list, Gears 5, Bound by Blood. Oh, boy. All right, so this trailer that they showed initially, mm-hmm. this was... This was this was the start of my downfall for E3 as a whole. Okay. Because it's Gears of War. Mm-hmm. I know what I want to see with Gears of War. I know what I want to see in a trailer of Gears of War. And they had this artsy, moody thing where they were playing um, uh, Bury a Friend by that girl. Uh, and it was just a straight shot of a character. I, I don't know because I haven't played four all the way through yet, but it's some character from Gears of War four that apparently is getting turned to the dark side or turning evil or something, and all these faces coming out and everything. And I was like, I am now bored, and I should <laughs> not be bored when I'm watching anything Gears related. Also, took a note, uh, Kerrigan did this better. I've already had a female that's being taken over by the dark side shit yeah. going down. So, uh, sorry. Uh, it's, it's funny. Yeah. I, I watched this, uh, most of the conferences with, uh, dropped frames doing the restream mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they actually made that comment. Someone made that comment about Kerrigan. <laughs> yeah. So you're not the only one that thinks that, uh, yeah. I, I haven't played any gears games. Uh, I think I bought some, so I could go back and play then. Uh, but this is another game coming out in September. This one's September 10th. Um, September's going to be a busy month. Yep. Um, I That's probably one that will go on my backlog because I need to play through the other ones first. I don't think that's one I'll be you know, looking to get at release. Yeah. They also showed uh, around the Gears... Uh, scene was uh gears five escape which uh it's it's a another game that has an encroaching border that's all you need to know i don't know if it's actually a uh pubg style um holy crap chris i forgot what is that gameplay called again what is that game gimmick again uh that uh, pubg and fortnite wow yeah I hate right? I hate that. I knew what it was called until you asked. Right? Me. Um, this was the hottest fucking thing in the world like two, three, four months ago, a year ago. And now I literally cannot remember what this is called. I mean, Battle Royale. Battle Royale. <laughs> wow. Is it, is it fading that bad, gaming industry? No. Is Battle Royale just... Oh, man. But... So yeah, I don't know if this is actually a battle royale game. What I do know is that there, it seemed like there were, there was a, a la battle royale. There was an encroaching border. That's all. It's the only note I took. Didn't catch my interest, so I moved on. Oh, also, they oh. showed a fucking quick, a quick sneak thing of uh, of a fucking Terminator. So yeah. for some reason, and somehow a Terminator is going to be involved in this Gears game. I went again, kind of like the Blair Witch thing, but not in, not in the same time relevance, but more in the, just the okay, uh, <laughs> okay, not something I would expect, not something I would deny, but not something I would ask for either. So I was like very confused by that. So Escape is not Battle Royale. It is a co-op, uh, up to four player mode uh, where. I guess you're escaping. <laughs> so it's it's a squad yep. based thing, but it's not that type of it's not battle royale. Yeah. 
uh, I kind of, I guess I missed that. Um, because I think I was so confused about them going beneath the stage that I kind of yeah. missed what they were actually it, yeah, talking that, about. That was also kind of, uh, I mean, interesting concept, but it didn't have any kind of Im- impact on me. Hmm. Um, and I, I realized that we skipped over the Game Pass stuff, but we'll kind of cover that at the end and get into non-game uh, uh, stuff. Oh, I could tell you right now, I took a note for Games Pass, the entire Games Pass thing as a whole. Uh, I was feeling increasingly let down as the conference went on when it came to the Game Pass. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I have more to say about it, so we'll come back to it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, next game on the list is uh, Dying Light 2. But before Dying Light 2, the new Xbox One Elite controller was announced. Oh, yeah. I had all the hardware and stuff at the end. I was going to yeah. do non-game I just, stuff separate. Uh, this thing has like variable tensions and profiles and all sorts mm. of good shit. The big takeaway for me is that I, I, have, I was actually in the mood of... I was tolerating the idea of buying an Xbox One Elite controller. Mm-hmm. Just, just, I, I just felt like, okay, why not? Uh, I primarily play all my PC games with a play with a uh, Xbox One wireless, so why not? You know, why not? And I was looking at a lot of reviews reviews of the of the Elite controller and seeing any pros and cons and trying to investigate and see if I even wanted to buy one. And as I was doing this this week, this shit gets dropped. I was like, well, I'm not yeah. <laughs> even if I do buy one, I'm gonna wait now. So. Yeah, my biggest takeaway from the two, other than being improved, is it is Bluetooth. Yeah. Instead of the just whatever wireless technology they used before. (laughs) I don't even know what it actually was uh, uh, from a technology perspective. Uh, Yeah, so the next game, Dying Light 2. Um, I didn't play the first one. But seeing this kind of makes me want to play, especially when uh, I don't know if they didn't really show it this time, I don't think. But when they revealed it, they talked about all your how much your decisions matter in this world. Uh, And I just read a line that says Dying Light 2 has so many decisions to make that players will only see 50 percent of what it has to offer. Okay, that's it's a lot of uh, variety uh, when you're playing an open world game like this, and the it'll actually impact the map, the world you're playing in. Uh, okay, maybe it's time for me to uh, try Dying Light. Uh, the release date on that is 2020, so still ways out. I, I think it'll probably be early on the end of the year. I don't think they'll wait too long. Uh, next game on the list is Forza Horizon 4 LEGO Speed Champions. Now, what they did for this was they brought out a car made out of Legos. Yeah, my note was, oh, why was I surprised that there was a car at the fours of four? And then as I was typing it, this fucking camera moved in and I saw it was a Lego car. And I said, oh, well, this does make that pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the car is expected, you know, that's just like, OK, when they talk about fours, what car are they going to show this year? 
but this was yeah made out of lego and that was pretty cool and uh the dlc the actual game <laughs> to get you know to what they were actually showing uh yeah lego vehicles in the game okay uh some i don't know that it really makes a difference just some little gimmick you know dlc thing sure um next we saw a little bit about the gears pop thing um which is a mobile game okay <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's out yet. Uh, I have 2019 as release date for that. Uh, I I have no interest in it. Um, it's, I, actually, I actually took one that says, ask Chris if he's interested, <laughs> if he's looking forward to Gears Pop. But especially now that I know you haven't played the other Gears, of course you wouldn't be, even in, the, even in a non-joking way. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I I understand what style of game it is. It's not a new style. There, It's basically a clone of an existing style, you know, uh, skin with Gears, which is cool, you know. But it's... I would need to see unique functionality for me to be interested in playing it you know gears fan or not this game could they could pay me a hundred dollars and i wouldn't play this game <laughs>